Yo, it's your girl, Fresh Love, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. What's up, my ballers? Thank you for joining another segment called Quiet Time with God. And this is all about letting go of your past. I think the best way to heal from your past is to let go and let God. Let go of what was and embrace what's happening now. Life is a precious gift, a gift we all take for granted. We lose hope in the present and the future because we are holding on so tightly to the past. John 12 and 24 says, Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So I think that kernel of wheat is our past and it falls to the ground and it dies. It remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And so I think that when we are having endings in our life, such as a relationship ending or a loved one is passing or even you get a rejection letter or you get a note from a job, those endings are actually gifts to us. Just for example, like when a relationship ends and makes room for new love to grow. And when, you know, a loved one passes, it's very painful and it's sad. But eventually it, you know, it it just makes more room for new life. You know, like a newborn um, crying, you know, just a newborn, you know, going into the world. Um, And also, you know, even if you get a rejection letter, um, you know, as a writer, um, you know, I can get rejection letter, um, but it also can teach me, you know, to be a better writer, you know, especially if I get feedback from it. And so I think that, you know, getting a rejection letter is not a bad thing, but you have to, you know, just hone your craft and just be better. And so I think that it's a good thing, you know, and also if you get a no from a job, um, this can be a good thing as well, because I can help you to take rejection, but also, you know, you can get a better job in the long run and just hone your craft and just get better. So, uh, you know, endings are not a bad thing and letting go of your past is not a bad thing because once you do that, you'd be less stressed. And also, you know, just train us to lovingly let go of yesterday, you know, be confident in tomorrow and then just lean on God for strength and purpose because, you know, God will always take care of us and protect us. So that is my segment, Quiet Time with God. I hope you gain some wisdom and knowledge and some inspiration from it. And I just want to leave you all with this. Stay bold, stay brave, and stay balling. Peace. What's up, my ballers? Here's another segment of Baller of the Week. And the Baller of the Week goes to... Philadelphia 76ers center, Joel Embiid, because he had a knee injury this week on Friday's game. It was a monstrous dunk that he did where he collided with the Washington Wizards guard, Garrison Matthews. He was in the paint. He was spinning in the air and he put his full body weight on his knee and it bent backwards. So it was a major upset um, for the Sixers. So Definitely was worried about that. But once the MRI came back, it showed that he did not tear any ligaments in his knee and he only suffered a bone bruise. So good news for the Sixers, but it still can affect the Sixers, 
you know, race for control of the Eastern Conference and in the MVP race. But, you know, I don't think it's going to affect it too much because Joel Embiid has really solidified himself as a, you know, a big threat for the MVP race. You know, he's got 30 points per game with 11 rebounds and three assists every game. So I don't think he has nothing to worry about as far as MVP race goes. You know, the Sixers just going to have to pull together and just, you know, do their have their their best play. And, you know, just hold on, you know, just to get into the NBA Finals. Um, I think that Joel Embiid is going to be fine. I know his spirits are really high and, you know, it's all a mental thing. And when it comes to healing, in my opinion, you know, I think that he's going to recover and he's going to get back in the game. You know, he but he is going to have to miss at least eight to ten games, you know, because he has to be reevaluated, you know, for the next couple weeks. So this is something that it's going to be a little... You know, a little scary for the Sixers, but hopefully, you know, things go well and he can get back in the game. And, you know, it's not his first time, you know, being injured. You know, he did hyper extend his right knee in the second quarter of the Sixers February 4th game. But he was able to, you know, get back in or not at least get back in the game. But, you know, he was able to have 31 first half points. Um, So, you know, he can you know, get through the pain and, you know, just push through it. But I think it's best for him to rest, you know, just make sure that he is good so he can get back at full strength. So definitely he's Barlow of the week um, for this segment. And um, I'm super, you know, proud of him for just being so strong. So that is Barlow of the week. Thank you for listening. Stay bold, stay brave, and stay ballin'. Peace. What's up, my ballers? This is another segment of Mental Health Check-In. And I wanted to just give y'all some affirmations, some positive things, some optimistic things that I want to share with you guys and that I've learned in my experience, in my life experience. So here's the first one. You are magic. Repeat that after me. You are magic and believe in yourself. Don't doubt who God made you to be. Own it. Own your power. Own your power. Own who you are. Be proud of who you are. Don't deny the good things in life. Prepare for hardship. Accept who you are. Use the talents God has given you. And don't be ashamed to ask God for help. So those are my affirmations that I tell myself. You know, I just believe in yourself. Own your power. Own who you are. Be proud of who you are. Don't deny the good things in life. You are magic. Believe in yourself. Do not doubt yourself and do not doubt who God has made you to be. And so I really wanted to, you know, share that those affirmations with you because, you know, I just want to empower you and to inspire you. You know, I struggle with, um, you know, just believing in myself. And sometimes I feel, you know, like unworthy of things and, You know, I think that, you know, God wants us to be victorious and live an abundant life and, you know, not doubt ourselves and just be who we are and who he created us to be. And he created us to be, you know, powerful and strong and confident. So that is what I want to give to y'all for your mental health check-in. Be you, be magic, believe in yourself 
and everything's going to be fine. You are amazing. Hope you have an amazing, awesome day. Just want to leave y'all with this. Stay bold, stay brave, and stay balling. Peace. And um, I have a beautiful woman here, uh, Miss Renee Washington, and she is a Fox uh, Sports and ESPN um, reporter. Also, she is a day a game day host for the Philadelphia Union Games. Um, Miss Renee Washington, thank you so much for just coming on my show. Um, you're the first person. Thank you so so much for just volunteering. Well, I am thrilled to be the first, Keisha, and happy to be here. I'm excited for you and the launch of your show. And uh, I'm sure that the caffeine rush will be nothing less than amazing. So I'm happy to be the first guest of many. Yes, yes. I'm, I know you do a show your, uh, yourself on Fox Sports Radio called Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Um, I love it. Um, yeah. I, I do love watching it. So, or listening to it, actually. But. Thank you. Thank you. That's the beauty of podcasts is that you really, or just any content that's yours, you can really take it whatever direction you want and um, build it out and hopefully tell some different stories and get some different interviews that that you want to capture. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. And I know that um, you are a soccer player, used to be a soccer player, division one, just a three time all American soccer player. I mean, you know, I used to want to play a uh, soccer like back when I was like a little kid because <laughs> I, you know, I like, you know, just being able to run around and get dirty. You know, I was a tomboy. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I, um, I just wanted to see how soccer was. And then I realized that's a lot of running. Um, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'd rather like go inside and play. So I, I, I picked up basketball. But um, how how is um, how was playing soccer for you? Like, you know, what, how did you start playing soccer? Yeah, well, it's a very long story, but the, the Sparknotes version, uh, I grew up in a sports family. And so my parents played sports. My um, older sisters were, of course, the first to be exposed to it. My parents allowed us to play every sport. So we played soccer, basketball, tennis, softball, swimming. We tried every single sport. Basketball is the main sport in my family. So I had, you know, both my parents played basketball. All of us, we all played basketball, um, odds, whatever. So that was always our main sport. And then soccer was something that I actually, we, my sisters and I picked up uh, because it is very similar to basketball. For anyone that has ever played or watched it, there are a lot of similarities in the movement and the concept. So we became very active and competitive in soccer. And it just started out at the recreation level. And grew into something where, for me personally, I was able to go on to play in college. Um, as you mentioned, as a three-time All-American, I coached college. I played some professionally. And it became my life. It became everything. Um, you know, I did also play basketball growing up. And I ran track and everything as well. Um, but soccer was my main sport. And so it's definitely opened a lot of doors for me. I'm not going to act like it was all easy or all of it was very, um, very very simple in the fact that as a black girl playing soccer in America, soccer in itself is a sport that is not as well known in our, in our country and as well received in our country as it is in other countries around the world. It's also not a sport that's as diverse. There's, there's a lot to it and that's everything in life. But, you know, I think that for me being successful in soccer opened my eyes to a lot of things at a very young age that allow me even to this day to understand 
who I am as a person and what I want who I want to be as a person because it wasn't a sport where I was I was um given anything or or you know every everything was not easy and um given to me on a silver platter in that way so uh for me in terms of how soccer was an emotional roller coaster there were a lot of great times there were a lot of tough times but in the end, it definitely helped me be a better person because it forced me to learn a lot about work ethic, being a part of a team, what I'm capable of, you know, the talents that I have. It even opened a lot of doors in terms of networking and relationships. So it's been the foundation of a lot of who I am to this day and, and how I'm able to go about who I am as a professional and a person. That's awesome. Like, yeah, I understand that as a you know, some people that don't understand what sports, like why we love sports and, um, you know, it can teach you so much about life and, you know, about, you know, who we are as people, um, you know, we have to overcome obstacles and, you know, just be able to, um, you know, just face adversity, especially as black women, um, you know, um, is already stacked up against us, but, uh, <laughs> you know, being mm-hmm. a part of sports is, is a good way to be a part of a team and just be able to, come together and be, you know, be part of a community. And I think it's just so much you can learn from sports. Um, so, you know, from that transition from, from soccer, you went into sports broadcasting, what, you know, made you want to transition from that into, you know, sports broadcasting? Yeah. So that's a good question. I, you know, for me being that sports had been such a big part of my life, I knew that I wanted to stay involved in sports in any way possible. So, you know, I did have that opportunity to get into coaching and start coaching um, college soccer at Lehigh University, got my my master's degree. But I knew that as much as I enjoy coaching and I still do coach youth soccer to this day, my passion is really in in having conversation, having the opportunity to be out in the field working, getting stories, getting interviews. And so it was really just a matter of figuring out what that looked like in a job. And so once I realized, you know, this is what I want to do, and that, that honestly, I have always been around reporters, of course, getting interviewed or whatever, but I never looked at it as a job that was something I could do until after I actually, um, the later parts of, of college when it started to sink in, like, I actually can do this. So the transition into sports reporting was for me, not as much about if once I realized that I could do it, that was the, the toughest part. You know, I doubted myself. I questioned myself. I didn't think I was talented enough or able or smart enough. And so once I made that leap and, and went all in, that's when I really noticed the biggest change of, you know, me really in, embodying and embracing the fact that I could be a sports reporter. So, you know, having had such a big sports background, I knew and I always wanted to be in, in a job where I still had the same types. And you know, this as a former athlete, same type of like a rigorous schedule and every day being different and the challenges that come with it. And just the, I love the chaos that sports brings. So um, that was something that was like, okay, I need to find a job that's going to bring that. Right. Right. Um, I I understand that completely. Um, Definitely. uh, You know, as a basketball player, former basketball player, um, I just played in high school, uh, but I, uh, learning like when very early I say well in my senior year in high school I wanted to be an author my whole life um and then I you know I didn't really believe that I could be a best-selling author at the time so 
um, I decided to, you know, combine my love for sports with, you know, journalism, because um, I took a journalism class in my senior year of high school, and I fell in love with it. And then, you know, I always loved writing. So it just combined those two, and it became, you know, oh, journalism is perfect, you know, sports journalism. So I uh, definitely understand, you know, wanting to, mm-hmm. you know, be able to still be able to do, you know, being in the world of sports, but not be able to play, but also, but still be in there. So I definitely think that that's a, you know, I relate to your story, um, Renee. Um, and I think it's an amazing story because, um, you know, we all have a journey. We all have, you know, a story to tell. And um, you, I also, uh, I, I'm glad that you still coach soccer. You Do you, you know, see yourself in, the, in those kids that you coach with? Yeah, you know, I think that's something that having played and been in a position where I dealt with a lot as a player, you know, I wanted to make sure I could give opportunities and great experiences to my, you know, to the next generation and pay it forward. And I always tell my players, I was actually just talking to them the other day and letting them know that, look, this is, I do this for you. It's not about me. You know, my, my passion as in terms of my career is in sports reporting, but my passion is also to give back. So I, and, and, you know, for me, it's, it's bigger than, than me. It's even bigger than soccer. It's just a chance to give them an opportunity to have a coach, a role model, um, someone they can talk to, someone they can turn to, someone they can look up to, because I do know how difficult it is and, and whether it's in a sport, in your education, whatever, how difficult it is when you, have some, when you don't have anyone that looks like you. And that could be in terms of race, but also gender. You know, there aren't a lot of female coaches. There aren't a lot of black female coaches. There aren't a lot of even younger, like there are a number of coaches. I'm sure you could even touch on this. Like a lot of times when you're growing up, your coaches tend to be older white men. So as a teenage girl, you know, and and I've had conversations with some of my players about everything, about so many different things, you know, because they, they feel comfortable talking to me about that. And that is difficult, especially with all that's going on. It's just so great to have someone you can turn to. So you know, I, I always know in the back of my mind that at some point I'm going to have to step away from coaching and I'm not going to be able to juggle it anymore because it is, it is, it takes time, of course. But, you know, for the time being, I'm just happy that over the last few years, I've been able to coach a lot of girls, boys, all ages, um, all levels, and just hopefully leave an impact in some way that's, that's positive. That's great. I, I love that, you know, because we all need to I think everyone that, uh, especially young men and, and young women need to, you know, need to have someone to look up to, need a mentor, um, need someone that, you know, knows that they have their back. Cause there's some people, a lot of people don't have that at home. And so I think that's great that you are able to, to fill that position. Um, and so I think that's awesome. Um, my, my dad has always wanted me to coach basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know, but, um, I tried to do uh, like uh, middle school um, teaching one time and it only took my couple months and I couldn't do it. I'm like, I don't have the patience. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely like, tough. <laughs> it takes a lot of patience. Um, and, you know, I could I could deal with like little kids, but, you know, teenagers, no. Um, and so also I see that you're an actress as well. Um, what uh, films have you done or have you done any films or like, I'm just trying to see. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, you know, something that I 
for anybody that knows me, I mean, I'm, I'm tall. I've always been involved in um, some form of modeling and acting comes along with that. So like I learned and actually went through like modeling classes and things like that, where they would teach you modeling and acting. So I've been fortunate. I've, I haven't done anything big in acting at all. Um, but I've done, like, I did a commercial and had a non-speaking role. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think my, my biggest thing is in life, so many times people try to put you in a box and tell you you can only do one thing and you can only be this. But for as long as I am able to, I'm, I'm going to try to diversify myself. As, you know, and as long as it doesn't add any stress or become something where it's taking away from, from who I am. So, you know, I, I'm not, I don't think that I'll ever be, but who knows? I don't ever think that my acting career is going to take off and I'm going to be, you know, headlining major movies, but I never know. So my thing is, while I have the opportunity for modeling and for acting, and I have some doors open there to at least look into it, you know, I would regret more than anything if I don't try and see what's there, because as you know, and, and as many people know, nothing's guaranteed. I love sports reporting, but who knows? I, maybe my career is in sports reporting goes in the wrong direction and I need something else to get into. So um, I don't like to put my eggs and all my eggs in any basket. Um, if you can, as you can definitely tell. So for me, it's why not in this time while I can learn as much as I can and network and grow in, in those other areas um, and see, see what happens. So it is, it's interesting, but it is definitely something that actually this year, I hope to do a little bit more of um, whether it's commercials or extra roles or supporting roles, whatever it may be. I'm, I'm actually looking to do a little bit more in acting and modeling as well. That's awesome because uh, you know I'm I am writing a book. <laughs> it's a uh, it's like um <laughs> I've always wanted to do films and stuff like that uh like Marvel or um you know I'm writing a, a book called Star Glow and it's about a teenage boy who uses his emotions to feel his superpowers and so um you know I feel like it's a uh, you know it's an all black cast so if I decide to you know make it into a movie I'm I'm gonna call you Renee. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, like, uh, definitely want to do that because uh, I I want to give uh, back, you know, I want to help people that, you know, struggling actors or whoever uh, that, you know, just wants to get a part. I'm like, hey, I, if I could provide that, I'm going to. Um, so, you know, because I love writing. I always wanted to be like a, a screenwriter or something like that. Um, you know, just, I'm just in the process yes, and, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like that's what I've always wanted to do, and um, you know, you know, I didn't believe in myself enough to really pursue it. Um, but now I'm just like I'm not really caring anymore. I'm like I'm going to go after it. You know, that's been a dream of mine since I was like little, and I know it's been put in me by God. So um, definitely uh, gonna pursue it and just keep on, you know, writing and and I have some. I'm actually been talking to some a couple people that are in the business. Um, you know that like she said, like this lady um, was telling me like if she, she was really considering me like being part of her team and she's trying to like pitch some stories and stuff like that, you know, to, to move some movie people. And I'm like, hey, if it happens, let me in. And, uh, <laughs> mm, I know that's right. Right. Let me get into it and, uh, and I will help in any way because she's a writer too. And I'm like, so you never know who you might meet. You know, you never know who you will connect with, network with um so hey if I get an opening in girl I got you I got you Renee because yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 um I feel like 
you know, God can send anybody, you know, in your life to, to open doors for you. You just got to be willing and to be ready, you know? So mm-hmm. that's a blessing. Agreed. agreed. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, what has been the most rewarding, you know, thing about just being, you know, in the industry and um, just what have you learned? Like what lessons have you learned in the sports industry? Oh, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. Um, you know, I think the biggest things are the consistency piece of, you know, any, anybody and everybody at this point, especially with social media and things like that, you know, can, can do one, one good thing, one show, one interview, but consistently growing is, is the biggest piece. You know, you want to consistently make sure that you're doing the right things to, to grow in your own journey in your own job so then within that it's understanding who you are as a professional you know in the industry it's so easy to get lost and caught up and comparing yourself and looking at what others are doing so you have to with the consistency comes that perspective of understanding kind of like a stay in your lane idea of and as you were even just saying like you know people come in and out of your lives opportunities come in and out of your lives so you just have to be ready and your time will happen when it's right for you, you know, not, you can't expect someone else's, the job that's really meant for someone else or the opportunity or whatever it may be. So really understanding who you are and, you know, understanding that you can definitely make a way, make, make, make it and make your own way, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. So figure out what works for you, figure out how to keep, keep moving one day at a time, better one day at a time, and then consistently learning and growing. So it's, it's definitely not an easy industry. It's very competitive. It's very cut through. And you have to make sure that you're staying the course because it really is a marathon and not a sprint. I understand that completely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, just, I'm still looking for my first, uh, you know, sports journalism job and, you know, it's not an easy road, but I, I mean, I love doing what I do. Um, I love sports and just, I'm very passionate about it. You have to be really passionate uh, about, you know, what you're doing and, um, you know, no matter what, how long it takes, I'm still going to do what I do. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's just what it is, what it is, you know, um, you know, if I could just, I mean, I could, I do this for free. You know, like I, I would do sports, for, you know, recording for free. Um, so you just got to be willing to, you know, just keep on going and keep on trucking and <laughs> just keep on praying, yes. you know, <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, God always gives me strength, you know, to get through every day. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, you know, you get down sometimes and you get, you know, like, man, you know, I wish I could get this job already. But you'd be like, you know, God says. Hey, just be, you know, on his timing, you know, you can't be, you know, it's not always on your timing, it's on his timing. And once he does it for mm-hmm. you, you know, nobody can close that door. So just got to be ready. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So um, I'm going to end the, uh, you know, our interview uh, here, but I, I really do appreciate you for just taking the time, just, you know, to, to give us some, you know, some wisdom and, you know, just give us uh, some great insight into, you know, what it, you know, it takes to be a sports journalist and, you know, just don't give up. I mean, that's the main thing I um, got from it. And, um, you know, just stay positive. I know that you're a motivational speaker as well. Um, and you always motivate me. You're always being so positive and just, 
I love seeing what you're doing and seeing how you're glowing and growing. And I just love to see your journey and I just keep on going, girl. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And same to you. I mean, there are so many people that are just waiting, waiting for that next job, waiting for that next opportunity, waiting for something, you know, and so it really is great that you even are creating your own show and continuing to stay the the course because you definitely, you never know who's watching. You never know what's coming in the future for you. And you do want to make sure that you're always, you know, taking advantage and having a podcast or social being, just being active on social media, whatever it is. There's so many ways to continue to maximize, you know, what you're doing. So it's great to see that you have this show and I'm excited for how it continues to grow and how you continue to, you know, grow even within your role as a professional and as a journalist. So thank you for having me on as the first guest. I've, I've been enjoying the conversation. You've made me think a little differently about things. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I, I just, I, I love it. Um, I just love, you know, just doing sports and just talking to people. I love connecting with people and, um, you know, I'm just happy, you know, just for you to be on the show. Like, I'm just super excited. Like, I can't wait to do another one. So uh, okay. <laughs> just beginning for you, just beginning. Yes. Thank you so much. And I'm just going to end the show with this, you know, stay bold, stay brave and stay balling. Peace. I love it. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports.